Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends, bienvenue. Welcome, bienvenido to JCB Live. Why a little bit of Spanish? Because our guest today is a true Napa Valley lady, raised here from Los Angeles to Napa. But her family descent is all the way from one of my very favorite places on the planet, the Basque country. So we'll talk a little bit about it, but she owns an incredible winery, neighbors of us at Raymond Vineyards, one of the best makers of fabulous Sauvignon Blanc and Napa Valley Cabernets, and of course, one of my ultimate favorite grape variety, Cabernet Franc. She's very sexy, very charming. Many of you have met her all around the world because there's no boundary for her. She goes all over the planet and she owns a great winery named Peju. So I'm delighted, dear friend, to welcome the beautiful, the irresistible, and one of the best dancers of all time in Napa Valley, Lisa Peju. <laughs> Lisa, bonjour. Well, you know, I like how you said best dancer, but I don't know. <laughs> well, let's do it. Woo! <laughs> I and we are I matching. Could, I know. I am so impressed with us today. Nobody knows, but I didn't we, even call. We, we got dressed this morning. I have a secret camera going into your room so I could see what was happening. Oh, dangerous. That <laughs> Welcome to JCB Live. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's oh, have a seat. Okay. But I think you should show oh. your beautiful fingernails. My fingernails? Oh, look at oh, those. Wait, wait. I mean, we've got to do <laughs> something about it. Oh, okay, wait. She's a dancer. <laughs> look at those gorgeous legs and beautiful blue, electric blue. Woo-hoo-hoo! I thought I was going down there for a minute. <laughs> well, I had my left arm to catch. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, so is blue your favorite color? It is one of my favorites. Really? Um, as Well, this type, like a cobalt, very mm. bright blue. Mm. Ooh, or red, of course. Red. Naturally. Very, Naturally. very red. Well, to your history. Thank you. All the way back to the French. Incroyable. <laughs> Incroyable. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's very far back in the history. Well, I am first generation American, though. That's exciting. So, <laughs> so born in L.A., mm -hmm. and this is an exciting story. Born in L.A., and your parents fell in love with the wine country? Is it what happened? Kind of. I mean, my dad came here in the late 70s with a friend, actually, not even my mom. And um, they, were, they were immigrants to the United States, and um, they met in Los Angeles. And they had me and my sister in Los Angeles. But we were little, little kids, so. <laughs> this is a winery with two sisters at the helm. This is lethally <laughs> mm -hmm. fabulous. I know. This is much more seductive, isn't it? I think so. I'm very grateful I got to grow up here in Napa Valley. Did you so, fall in love with wine immediately? Of course. I have had been drinking wine since I was six years old, so... <laughs> and why not before? You started so late. Uh, well, six years old? It's very well, late. Well, that's when we moved here. I was six. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you like the most when you tasted wine? You know, I didn't really know what I was tasting, and it was done very in that European way. That's right. You know, it, I wasn't getting like a big glass of wine. It was just like a little taste with dinner, you know, all the time. Did they put water in your wine? Never. Sacrilege. <laughs> Dear friends, know that if you have kids. I've never put any wine in my lovely mm -hmm. ladies glasses because mm -hmm. you want it pure right of course you want to feel the essence of it of course and did you like white or red at first well i think when i was younger i i drank all of the wines and actually as i got older then all of a sudden i realized 
I didn't really like wine. When I was in a, when I was a teenager, I didn't like wine, which I think is kind but of funny. you like it as a youngster. Right. You know? uh, mm -hmm. I think my palate started to evolve and I see it with my, I have, uh, my sister Adriana has two small boys. That's right. And when they were very, very little, they thought wine was great. But now the older one who's almost seven, he thinks wine tastes gross. But I think because his taste buds are coming into what, you know. Into life. Uh-huh. And when did you actually start making wine? So we made wine in 1982 as our very first vintage of wine. Here very in exciting. Phenomenal year. Mm -hmm. So my dad, Tony, and my mom, Herta, or HB, she likes to be called HB because it means hell of a bottle. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> way to say it. She's funny. And she's from where originally? She's from Austria. That's right. But she was raised in Venezuela. Sehr Deutsch. Yes. Mit einem wunderschönen Akzent. <laughs> Except her Spanish is way better than her German. Because really? she was raised most of her youth in in Venezuela. Do you speak so. a little German yourself? No, I understand Spanish, and I can order food in French sometimes, but not really. But you studied <laughs> at the Sorbonne. I did. So how was that transformative <laughs> to you? So, young lady, French descent, because we talked about the Basque country, which is beautiful. I know it was many generations ago, but still. And then you went to France. So how was that experience in France? Was it transformative for you? It was. Well, it was my very first trip to Europe, my very first trip out of this country, and my very first trip ever without my anyone in my family. How old were you? I was 20. Wow. Yeah. Living because, by yourself in Paris. Well, my sister was with me. So my sister and I went to the Sorbonne, and we stayed in the dormitories there. I always remember that. Pretty cool. What an experience. It was an experience. I remember because I slept on the floor, because the bed had holes in it. I put the mattress on the, <laughs> the floor because it hurt less. <laughs> I put the mattress on the floor because it hurt less than the bed. And then a guy used to come in every morning at seven o'clock and vacuum around me. It was terrifying. They just open wow. the door and come in. It's like oh that's the experience of a French university, isn't it? <laughs> it was very fun though. I had a great time. So what what was the big learning for you being at such a young age by yourself? In France, anything you want to share besides good-looking boys, of course. Well, that's what I was, you know, that was my major. I didn't <laughs> care about learning French. <laughs> I will do the that. Right? <laughs> Why was I 19, you know, whenever? Right. I think I, maybe I was 19. I was 19 or 20. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> and what do you think of those bubbles? It's delicious. Absolutely delicious. Thank do you. Do you like the style? I do like the style. It's got a little bit more... Um, weight and grip to it, which is my preferred. Which I love is, uh, I remember serving you in the crystal cellar at several occasions. Ooh, and it gets place. your dancing going even more. <laughs> that's Can't what say, JCB does I have does stayed up late dancing in there. <laughs> Last one to leave. Time well, to go home. <laughs> as we should, we're having fun. Yes. <laughs> don't you think we should have much more late dancing in Napa Valley? I, yes. I don't think we do enough of that here. Considering all the people that are drunk all day long, why, do, why is there not more dancing? I know. It's not a very American thing. You should be doing an opening a <laughs> nightclub, maybe. I will be member number one. Okay. Would it be fun? That would be fun. Yeah. Someone was telling me recently that dancing was forbidden in the 80s here <gasps> in Napa. Is it true? Never heard that. I know Dylan I was, was telling small. that to me. <gasps> Dylan. Gosh. Can you believe that naughty boy who well, just you thinks know, about dancing? Being such a farm country. I mean, when we moved here, there was nothing here. I mean, there wasn't even a... All the fancy restaurants that you now people talk about in Napa Valley was, was not here. Yeah. How was that, actually? Give us 
a sense, your family and yourself established an amazing winery. We are neighbors, so proud of it. How was Napa Valley as a young lady? And, and as we, oh, we, yes, we, we, we say that, we got to try this wonderful Sauvignon Blanc. Can I have a little bit more of this? Of course. And we have four <laughs> bottles just for you and I today. Ooh, so. I know, this is a lot of wine. It's maybe not enough, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, screw The drinking cap. will continue after? Yeah, of course. Yeah, what is your philosophy on screw cap? Do you like it? Oh, personally, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I am too. You know. Can you believe the first crew cap we actually did? Yeah, all about crystal. Was with Grand Cru Burgundy. Chablis Les Clos, Chablis Grenouille. We did even Chambertin, we did Charm Chambertin, we did all the top Burgundy screw cap in 2001 with the famous Stelvin. And everybody were thinking we were crazy. Mm -hmm. And we had found in our cellar in 1969, 67, 64, and 57, screw cap from Burgundy. They were making tests at the time and the wine were spectacular. So we decided let's relaunch screw cap and it became a great success. And then criticized at first, of course, like every new innovation. And then people really grabbed on to it. Of course. And how people are accepting yours. It's gone over wonderfully. We don't do it on the red wines, but the white wines, it's people, we Mm. didn't have any complaints from our customers. So... Maybe we've lost, but I don't think so. Oh, I think it's great. And it keeps the Frenchness. Totally. I mean, why don't you tell us what (laughs) we're drinking? Because I know all of you, dear friends, you're jealous. And from all of you around the world, Elisa travels everywhere. So we're able to find Peju all over the world, right? Not all over the world. So most of our wines are... um, in the United States, we yeah. sell a tiny bit of wine in Japan and Canada. Great. Um, working well, on getting start. it to other parts of the world. That would go well with a Basque meal, wouldn't it? It would. Well, Sarah Fowler, our winemaker, who's been our winemaker for 15 years, and before that it was my dad, the Sauvignon Blanc was, we call it our house water. Oh, really? I mean, it kind of looks like water when you look I at know. it, right? This is gorgeous. <laughs> Ooh. And it's fresh, it's crisp, it's clean, so, you know, house water. This is really, it's from your vineyard right there around the winery? So we have six properties around the Napa Valley. Mm -hmm. So most of the fruit from here comes, we have two vineyards up in the Pope Valley area, which is behind Hell Mountain. Yeah. So it's higher elevation, it's a valley within the mountain range, and it's really, I don't know, it makes great wine. It's really hot up there in the daytime. Yes. And then in the summers, of course, and then it gets really cool in the evenings. The acid levels stay really high. So very, I'm a big fan. Very, big, very big fan. cool. What, um, what food would you recommend with that? Oh, gosh. Well, whenever I do a wine dinner, they always pair it with scallops. That's mm. like the number one thing. Well, or a citrus salad. Tonight, this is going to be on the menu. <laughs> well, that scallop would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But how would you prepare the scallop? Would you do I butter would, sauce and I would a do few butter. truffles on top? Or oh. would you go more springy scallops? You're speaking my language. Truffles? <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't know. I feel like truffles for me would take away from this. That's right. A little too earthy, yeah. So what would you? What sauce? I would, would do you? either butter, even maybe two. I would just do a light sear, just yeah. a smidge of oil, keep it really natural, That's why very she's clean. So healthy. You know, the French always think butter, butter. No, I think butter. I think with butter you need more of a something a little heavier, a little Chardonnay maybe. Yeah. So or maybe Sauvignon Blanc with a little oak on it. You like cooking? I. I like to try to pretend I know how to cook. <laughs> I'm sure you do. 
I'm sure you do marvelous. I don't think I'm that great at it, but um, I know how to cook a few things very well. Fantastic. Yes. What is your favorite recipe? Ooh, what is my favorite recipe? If, if we were coming for dinner and it was going to be something so exceptional. Well, it depends. If and it you was had winter, eight hours oh, to prepare it. Eight hours. Wow, okay. I don't cook anything for that. Everything I do is like two pots, done. <laughs> well, that's the efficient way. Um, you see, Napa Valley women are very efficient. <laughs> well, if it was winter time, I would definitely make you, because if I was trying to impress you, I'd be like, I'm going to make Wiener Schnitzel because Ooh. my mother being Austrian. I'm a huge fan of Wiener Schnitzel. Yes, me too. Yeah. Um, so Not very healthy, but very good. It can be healthy. I usually make it with, I, I, I try to eat very gluten-free, so I'll make it with gluten-free breadcrumbs or gluten-free panko. Great I know idea. some people may not love that. It is crispier, though, yeah. when you do it that way. Um, I go very light on the egg and the flour, so, you know, it's just how you do it, Finger right? Finger schnitzel. <laughs> That's going to be our gathering. <laughs> what else is your other favorite? Um, my new favorite is I've been trying to do, like, some of the Asian dishes. I've been cooking lob a lot lately, mm -hmm. which, and, but I instead traditionally make it with pork, and I make it with uh, bison. So it's really good, and I just use a romaine lettuce leaf as like my serving dish. It's yeah. quite delicious. Such a healthy. It goes girl. very good with that Cabernet Franc over there. Well, maybe, <laughs> shall we try it next? Do you think? Sure. We maybe we should go it. the older and then back to the younger. I, be, I better right? start drinking. I'm talking uh, too you, much. No, but I'd love to for you to describe to all our friends. Mm -hmm. You were not born here, but almost in California, and you lived in Napa Valley for for you know, since the 80s. So give us a little sense of, of the last 30 years in Napa Valley. Right. How was it, how it has evolved? Well, Napa was, I mean, it was, I was very young. So to me, I just remember, you know, there weren't a lot of cars on the road. There's a lot of cars on the road now, just because we have so many mm -hmm. people wanting to come to this beautiful valley. Thank yes, you, sir, I'm my slow. pleasure. And, um, and again, as I was, think I was mentioning that the restaurant scene here wasn't, it didn't exist. Yes. There were no, there weren't as many wineries, of course. And what you saw was just vineyard, vineyard, vineyard. Yes. And my favorite was that I used to meet, right, we're based in Rutherford and right around the corner, there's an old hotel called the Rancho Camus Inn that has been around forever. And I, there was a bar in that hotel, which uh -huh. then later became Le Toque Restaurant, which yes. then, then that moved and it's no longer there. But that bar used to have a lot of the like old-timey Napa people that had been here like forever. And they were like, oh, we hate all these winery people. They're coming in. They're putting all these vineyards. But the one nice thing, we can see the mountains now. Because before that, all of Napa Valley was orchards, Very prunes, and walnuts. And, and I know this because the property I live on now, which is in the Oak Knoll area of Napa, it was, um, it was a walnut and prune orchard. And I found all these old, like boxes with the people's name on it because I'm the second owner of the property. Very cool. Yeah. And they used, that's what they had there. And they, huh. they used to take it to the market. And I thought that was really cool. So yeah. lots of that at the time. Mm -hmm. And then Vineyard came in. But how was the in. life? How was, you know, from that bar to, was it very quiet? Was it exciting? Was it inspiring? Well, I was a little kid in a bar. So For I mean, sure. what does that tell you? <laughs> I don't think you could do that now. I will drink to that. <laughs> So. I remember even buying wine for my parents at the age of 12 mm. in the village. They would never ask my, 
right. you know, my age or anything. They I knew know. It. They knew I didn't buy it for myself necessarily. So Exactly. You know. And so right across the street from that was La Luna Market. And La Luna yes. Market is still there to this day. If you want to get some really good like burritos and tacos the and stuff, that's Mexican where you... The best Mexican place in Rutherford. It right? really is. Yeah. And But that was... I. My sister and I called them our babysitter, and we would ride our horses and like really? tie them up to the yeah because I had horses in the back. <laughs> we'd wow. tie them up to the trees. Now they have a fence. They didn't put up the fence. The vineyard behind them put up the fence. But that's so cool. Yeah. So you were. It was really the Western life. Oh yeah, it was we... great. And I loved. I mean, you could ride horses and st all along the valley here, and you'd see that. I'd see other people doing it. Um, so what made you? What convinced you? that you actually wanted to go to the wine world because you have so many options. I did. Studied in France. Did you study? What did you actually study? What, well, I actually went to school for marketing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so we, you could do anything you I wanted. I could do anything I wanted. I, I didn't know. I mean, I always knew I wanted to be in the wine industry. I just didn't know I would end up in it so early. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go do something else, travel the world. But my, we really had a need my yes. family really had a need for somebody to do what I was doing, which because we did no marketing, we did no selling of wine outside of the winery, and so I sort of just created a job for myself. Is it the best? Um, it was the best, yeah. Is it what you would recommend to all our friends is to create your own job? If you can create your own job, definitely do it. And how did your parents <laughs> allow you to do that? Because that's not easy to convince necessarily your parents to say, okay, that's what... I believe is the need, and, and it grew into it. <laughs> my, well, my mom is always, she's an avid supporter of, you know, the girls, you know, like, they are going to do great things. My dad, he's a little harder to convince. <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> Father's always difficult. I know. He's very, um, Mr. Peju, please. Yes, I know. Come on, dad. <laughs> he's going to watch this later. You know mm -hmm. that, right? I'm gonna he better. He better watch and be so proud of his daughter Lisa and his other daughters as well. I, to this day, I don't think he actually knows what I do. Really? <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Because <laughs> he will say that to my face. So. But he's very excited, though, nevertheless, oh, of course. to be part of. But we didn't sell wine outside. So I kind of started in the early 2000s while I was finishing up college, you know, yeah. my university, college, whatever you want to call it. I was in school in Santa Barbara at the time. Yeah. And so I started helping out doing wine events, and I would do a little bit of travel in the middle of school. And it was great. And then, it, then I started realizing, oh, we need to get the wine in some stores and restaurants so that people see it if they're not coming to the Napa Valley. That's right. And then I kept being told that, well, no one's coming. I mean, what you're doing, there's no, there's no way to show that you're doing anything because it wasn't always a direct sale. Sometimes it was, you know, if it's yeah. selling to a restaurant, it's a direct sale. But I just kept, you know, trugging along. And about five years into it, finally somebody comes into the winery and goes, I'm at Lisa here, and I'm here because of her. And that changed <laughs> everything. Thank you, whoever that was. Father Peju, <laughs> you see, those things happen. Mm -hmm. That's the true influence. Absolutely. Because 4 million people come on an average uh, year in Correct. Napa Valley, but not 300 million. So we got to be able to seduce them outside of the winery as well. Of right? course, yeah. And so you developed a national distribution. Correct. Which was very fun to do, I must imagine. It was. Yeah. I got to meet a lot of people, and I, it has let me travel most of the United States, which I never would have gotten to do otherwise. Um, I've also gotten to see the world. I've been to China, Korea, Japan, yes. 
Canada, Central America, you know, just, just for wine. Europe, of course. And even though I don't sell wine in all of those places, but the wine industry kind of created that avenue for that, which I loved. And, and what makes uh, you loving the wine world so much? What is so important for you? You could have gone in any places. I mean, obviously, your sister and yourself lead this great winery. But what makes wine so special to you? I'm, well, for me, I just, when people see me, they think I'm kind of like loud and flamboyant. <laughs> you know, I do like the finer things in life. Is that your impression? <laughs> A lot of people have that impression of me, I've been told. And, but I'm very much, I like, I like the earth. I'm a big, I'm an animal person. I hang out with my chickens all the time in the chicken coop getting you dirty. Have I have lots of chickens. So what does it mean to get dirty with your chickens? Well, I just sit on There's the floor. There's maybe some they... stories we're going to hear. <laughs> no, no. But no, I just, I mean, I've even worked in a zoo when I was in really? college. Yeah. Um, I am, I love that aspect of the Napa Valley. That is what I'm connected to and that's what keeps me here. But then because wine has this such this amazing like allure to other people, yes. it enables you to go out and do all these really awesome, amazing things. So I'm getting the best of both worlds at this point, right? Did you know you were going to do wine? I knew that I would at some point. And so... Do you think it's destiny and fate and you believe in it? I, I think that you follow, if you pay attention, you follow the signs and they lead you there. Uh-huh. Yes. What signs were you there I, for you? Well, for me, it was that my first, not my second trip to Europe, which was with my mom, we went, she took us, basically, she, uh, she bribed my sister and I without actually bribing us. She took us to Vinexpo. Yes. And we were going to parties in big fancy chateaus. <laughs> so Vinexpo yes. is the big wine event, if some of you in don't Bordeaux. know. Magical. Yeah. All the producers around the world are there. Correct. And that's where you find partners from around the world. Right? You do, yes. And that's how she roped me in. Basically, I said, I can do this. We need to do this. <laughs> we need to get out there and be part of the industry. And that's how I ended up in the wine industry. And how is it to, to work with your sister? Well, fortunately, my sister and I are very different people. Yes. So we, we gravitate towards different things. Mm -hmm. She's more of an operations. She likes, to, she likes more of the management. Whereas I'm more of the people person, like to be with guests. And but that's great. The traveler, yes. And how many great. years apart are you? Uh, almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, we always refer to you as the sisters, almost the twins. We look so much alike. It's amazing. But we are polar opposites. <laughs> but that's meant to happen. So yes. you both complement each other, which mm -hmm. makes sense. But we do laugh the same, and we smile the same, and we even have like words and phrases that we say always the same. And people go, really? You're not, you're not twins? <laughs> so what makes you, do you think, um, so unique as sisters in the wine world in Napa Valley? Because luckily there's a few other that I know of, but not many. So it's exciting to see two young ladies running a fabulous winery. Well, I think it's great. I mean, how many people can say I can hang out with my sister on a regular basis? I mean, there's often times we want to kill each other. Let's just be honest. <laughs> sisters are sisters. Does that happen? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, maybe other people aren't going to admit it, but I'm too truthful. So. <laughs> so if she was here with us and I was asking her, what do you like the most about your sister Lisa? What would she say? Oh, gosh, I don't know what she would say. That's so interesting. She's watching. <laughs> I'm going to ask in her. In the chat, in the chat. <laughs> 
But I can tell you, I like most about her is she is the most family-oriented person I have ever met. She keeps our family like this. That's great. Totally like this. That's essential. It's really cool. So what makes woman so unique in the wine world? And I say that because, you know, I had two phenomenal grandmothers, an incredible mother, a fabulous wife, great daughters, a great sister. So I'm surrounded with phenomenal women. And, and in our little operation, it's mainly run by phenomenal women as well. So we are big believers of all of you ladies because you make a huge difference. What difference do you think ladies make in the wine world? Well, you know what I love about the wine industry is there's a lot of women in higher level positions, which yes. I think is really amazing, where you don't see that as much in other industries. And why is that, do you think? Because 30 years ago, mm -hmm. there was none. And finally, there is a right. lot. So give us your thoughts of why are women such a great contributor to wine better than typically uh, injection molding or, or <laughs> maybe other manufacturing process that are as well very sexy, but maybe not as much. Well, there's a finesse to wine, right? Yes. And I think women gravitate towards that. There's an elegance to it. There's something about swirling the glass. All of those things, I think, entice people with, I, I want to say that kind of, the, the elegance, the gentler yes. kind of way, philosophies, then you go for the wine, right? And, and why? What is the biggest contribution? <laughs> I know, isn't it nice? We are tasting with a passion collection, dear friend. This is like, let's do that again. Aye, aye, aye. Notre Dame, the bells of Grace Cathedral in San Francisco, it's if you amazing. wish, of Notre Dame, it's incredible. I know, it's There's amazing. three rings inside that amplifies as well the volume. Gonna have to come buy some of these. <laughs> you are? I know where I can find them. Yes. <laughs> Only drinking out of crystal is the best, don't mm -hmm. you think? So, I want us to go more into this phenomenal commitment of what, what besides sophistication and refinement, what do women add to wine? I think women, well, because we look at wine as this kind of, I don't know, as this, like we get dressed. Yes. Right? Every day. Most women get dressed and they're trying to think what their accessories go with. Except their on the shows weekend. Match. Don't you like to walk naked around the house? Oh, I wish I could do that at my house. <laughs> too many people show up. <laughs> well, the chickens are always looking. As well, they're heard. fine. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they may like it. Um, my old house, I could do that. But this uh -huh. house, not so much. <laughs> Is there people always ringing the There's bell? just always too many people at my property. <laughs> Workers, neighbors. I see. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds like a very unique place to go to. <laughs> Remember, it's on Oak Knoll. So we just need to put, Dylan will cut with his little zzz. We may be able to <laughs> oh, see. I've had that. Things. Oh, I had that. Yes. At my bedroom window. Uh huh. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> wow. Is it facing south or north or east? Uh, or my bedroom window faces west. Ooh, so now you have more up. information. <laughs> You see how we find information slowly but surely. Oh, uh, anyway. So what but, makes women so amazing, do you think? Well, I think we're, we work harder. I, I hate to yes. say it. I'm going to just really just Absolutely. put it all out there. I do think we work a lot harder. We're always, and we're very detail-oriented. Yes. And I think that has a lot to, that's why wine. I mean, my winemaker, she is yes. so detail-oriented. Sarah, she is 
she's sitting there and like looking at what everybody's doing in like micro. She's not micromanaging. I wasn't going to use yeah. that. I just, but she was just micro analyzing. Yes, every yeah. single thing. And when she's doing a tasting, she's got 15, 16, 20 glasses of wine in front of her on this same wine. And you're just going, yeah. that's really? Well, yeah, I have to know every little, just minute detail because she tastes it. Yeah. And I think. Women do that for work too. I do that. I drive some of like when I go out and I'm selling wine with some of you know some of the people that work for us, and I'm like, well, you know, we really should be saying it this way, and I like break down exactly how we have to speak, and I the think, marketing lingo. Yeah, sometimes I think you know they're like, really, is it that important? But I think it is. Yeah. So you know, but we're all different. And and what makes women so good at winemaking? Or even wine tasting, because <laughs> my mother is an example. You put a wine glass in front of her. You may want to taste that wine 10 years later, the same wine. She's going to say, we tasted it on July 7th, 2021 with Lisa Peugeot. And that wow. was that Cabernet Franc, 2017 vintage. That's Great amazing. tannins, big structure, good new oak, bang, bang, bang. She has a memory, and I've noticed a lot of women are so good at that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Women I, have an incredible olfactive memory. Yeah? Sensory I don't memory. have that. I'm sure you do. Um, I do have a sensory memory, but that yeah. took a lot of practice. Yeah. I always tell people when I'm traveling, and they're like, why can't I taste that, you know, the blackberry or the, the cocoa? And those are just kind of like the basic things in Cabernet. I always just say, you have to taste and slow down. Pay attention to everything you're eating, everything you're drinking. When you walk outside, you just smell what's around you. People move through life too quickly. That's for sure. And I, I really take that time to slow down. And I think that's the most important. I think women do that a little bit better mm -hmm. than men as a rule, sure. but not every woman, because women tend to be juggling 20 more things than men are doing. That's so right. And do them well. We're weird. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> the multitasking ability of women right. is incredible. So I... Although I found that if I multitask less, I actually do better at things. So I'm trying to do less multitasking. <laughs> well, it's good to recognize it. Say, <laughs> so, talking about a great wine, do you want to describe this wine? This is, dear friend, mm -hmm. unbelievable. Cabernet Franc, mm -hmm. Napa Valley. When you say it, it sounds much better. Well, <laughs> Cabernet France, <laughs> the father of Cabernet Sauvignon. Can you believe those two wines made love? I know. And they made the Cabernet Sauvignon. And they gave birth to this baby, which we're going to try last. Uh, it's pretty cool. And maybe we'll put a little bit of a bondage JCB on it because I love this wine. So I'm going to put my seal. I love that. You see, Dylan? <laughs> Look at that. I've put handcuffs on Lisa. Should have brought some. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> Here they are. Do you all want to see them? Maybe not. Short while, <laughs> stay with us. <laughs> oh, so tell amazing. us about this. This is really sexy. I know. I love our Cabernet Franc. It is, I want to say, probably one of my favorite wines yes, that we make would, at the winery. I would say. We have been making, so we've been making wine since 82, but the Cabernet Franc, our first vintage was 1996, and back then nobody used it in the Napa Valley for making a straight Cabernet Franc. That's right. And it just tasted so good. 
And so we've just always continued that yeah. tradition. So how many bottles do you actually produce? It's a tiny production. It's right? a small production. Um, yeah. We're doing, I have to, oh, yeah, uh, but if I remember, small I don't, volumes. 17 vintage was smaller for sure. That's yeah. what this vintage is. Yeah. Um, but, but this one's very a little central and sexy and mm -hmm. powerful at the same time. What well, is the wine that we, uh, the grape we leave hanging on the vine the longest? Aha. Uh -huh. It needs that. It likes, it gets more of that phenolic ripening so that you'll get all those green characteristics that Cabernet Franc gets very easily. Mm. So I'm a you big see fan. the expertise. <laughs> I know some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Do you want to finish? Maybe you uh, could finish the last. Okay, set. I will finish. The I last know one. you could do that. <laughs> So I understand you're very committed. Ooh, did you see that going through? <laughs> that was easy. It gets me to talk more. <laughs> now I know the recipe. <laughs> when someone hangs on Oak Knoll and rings oh, the bell. Oh boy, oh boy. Remember the room is on the <laughs> southwest corner. We have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> if I wear my blue shirts, maybe I'll make it. Oh, that's amazing. So to sustainability, because yes, I understand sorry. as well Obviously, now I, I get it. You were riding the horses on the back of your winery. Correct. Going to the Luna Market mm -hmm. and hanging out in the bar on horses. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, God. Yeah, when, you, You're very much into nature, so you've moved your winery into sustainable. Yes. So I would like to say we are entirely 100% organic in the vineyard, but we are not. We are just organic mm. in our Rutherford vineyard but we sustainably farm in all of our six properties because it is what we, what we believe in. You have to, you have to preserve this gorgeous valley for what it is. That's right. Why would I put all of those chemicals and things into my vineyard and on my earth? And they would be in your glass at and the end of the day. And exactly. Change that gorgeous body. <laughs> we don't want the shape and the proportion oh boy. to change. <laughs> no girl, mm. not boy. No. <laughs> gorgeous girly shape. Um, but boy, about the wine you were saying. That's yes, a oh boy, powerful it, wine. This is. This is, this is one of um, wow. the winery's favorite. Like, really? People that come to the winery, this is kind of like the darling of the So, Dylan, you've got to get closer because you're all about 50-50, Dylan. I know that. What do we mean by 50-50? It's a great blend, dear friends. Cap Sauvignon and Merlot. I mean, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. So why those two in equal amount? Is your sister loving Merlot better? And you love Cabernet, <laughs> so you had to agree in it, the middle? No, I wish. It's actually a really great story. So we actually, if you look on the back label, it says Merlot first and Cabernet second. That's because right. Because we wanted people to actually see that it had the Merlot and didn't discount that it had a large quantity of Merlot. Because, you know, in the United States, there was a certain movie that came out. We all know which one it is. If you're into the wine world, it destroyed the Merlot industry. And huh. when we came out with this wine in 2005. We're talking Sideways, of course. Yes, we are. I wasn't even If you all there. remember, Sideways, <laughs> very cool movie, though. It was a great movie. You know, and, and we should have, don't you think, more movies on wine? We should. We should. I mean, irrelevant of the concept. The style, it brings people, Agreed. hopefully, tasting more wines. Well, right. And wine, I believe, brings people together So, because it's meant to share, right? That's right? You don't drink this by yourself. No. Ever. But my mom, HB, and Sarah, our winemaker, she was very, they, were, they always worked late. The two of them are like late night workers, so uh -huh. they don't come in early. They all both come in late. <laughs> they came up with this late night. My mom did the label, Sarah put the blend together, and they're mm. like, we want a wine that had... Merlot in it and that we could tell people that it had a Merlot mm. 
And then we wouldn't really say anything when we would pour it. And everyone's like, this is so delicious, this is so delicious, in the height of when nobody was buying Merlot. And every single person would come in and say, I hate Merlot. And then they love this wine. And I'm like, this is half Merlot, but you like it. And then you'd see their faces. It was fantastic. I love it. <laughs> well, look at my face. I'm going to try a little more, if it's OK. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a fabulous wine. Thank and you. the saying of your mother, wine is old and will be young for always. always. That is actually my dad talking. Uh-huh. He writes a quote on every vintage. It gets a quote on all the bottles. I love it. From him. So what inspires you? Oh, what inspires me? Mm -hmm. Let's go deep, dear friends. We have a few more minutes together. Let's go deep with Lisa. Well, can I tell you? I'm going to turn this on you for a second. Uh -huh. You actually inspire me a little oh, bit. Oh, you're so sweet. No, I have to tell you something that I, I've never gotten to tell you. So I remember. Shall we? <laughs> shall we turn off the curtains? <laughs> no, so it was years and years ago yes. in Bordeaux and Vin Expo. I ran into you just yes. walking around. And we were walking. <laughs> you, I've never forgotten this, and I tell every single person I meet, if your name comes up, this story, that you so graciously, I mean, took me around and introduced me to every important person in that room. Oh, I remember that. It was. Of course. I've and never I was so well surrounded with Lisa <laughs> that everybody had their eyes on her. No, anyhow. it so was it amazing. Was you were like, you have to meet this wine writer. You have to meet. You just, it was so gracious. And I just, I wanted to commend you on that. And that, that's why I said it inspires you. me because I just, I wish more people were like that. I would like to be Thank more you. like that. Well, so, let's all commit to... Make sure everybody meets everyone. <laughs> yeah, as you said, together. that's what wine is all about. Yeah, I think it's really wonderful. So what is besides wine, Lisa, your mm. passion? I know there's a lot of friends of mine who adores you and who admires you oh, and nice. who find you extremely seductive. There are probably some of them <laughs> in the chat and some of them will, as always, text me and say, oh, can we meet Lisa, can we meet Lisa? So maybe they want to know your passion besides oh. wine. Well, yeah, my, my other passion is, of course, the animals. Yes. I'm probably going to be, when I'm much older, you know, and deciding to retire, I'm going to have my retired horse farm with animals that nobody wants. And <laughs> so you ride horses today. Um, I don't currently ride horses. I had a back injury from a horse accident and a motorcycle accident. <laughs> but um, I will... I will get there again, just currently not. So what do you have at but, home as animals, Well, right besides now, the chickens? I just have the chickens. We have chickens, ducks, and rabbits. That's Pretty all. good. Probably getting no a dog dogs? soon. My, my family, my sister has a dog. My mom has a dog. Well, if you ever want a Frenchie, we know the best breeders. Oh, I know. Oh, Frenchie, Frenchie. So cute. He's watching, so he won't say <laughs> You adopt I do some. want a dog. I'm, I'm looking at um, getting a uh, Logoto Romagnolo. Probably saying that wrong. I always say it wrong. Wow. Um, it is a, the Italian truffle hunting dog, and I, because I am attempting to uh, grow truffles here in the Napa Valley. So. Cool. Tell us about that. Yeah. I, um, where? Where? I, it's a secret. <gasps> Never say where your truffle orchard is. <laughs> but when can we taste? I know it takes six, seven, eight years. I for... am. This winter will be year six. Wow. But unfortunately, we're having a pretty bad drought this year, so I don't have strong anticipation of getting any truffles this year. But that's a great so, idea. I know. So you planted what kind of trees? Um, well, traditionally, it's oak trees and filbert trees, which yes. are the big trees that 
spores some cool. seem to like. So you're gonna get the dogs and? Yeah, so I wanted a dog anyway, so if I could train a dog to do that, why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you remember old Mr. Chen, who started the truffle, the uh, fantastic truffle company. Yeah, oh, so, Mr. Chen, yes, yes, Robert. you know Robert. I love Robert. Yeah, did you work with I him as well? Robert, Great. Yes. So, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Here you are. And he was on the show a year ago he was. when we started the show, and he did an amazing explanation on the truffles. And so it's very exciting. He really can dive into the details much better than I can. So. But it's great that you're doing it. So, you think Napa Valley, from your story about plums and prunes, mm -hmm. and the old days could be much more than wine? Absolutely. I mean, Wine definitely is, I mean, the soil here is the most conducive to wine, so why would you not use it for that? Yes. But I think I'm as long as we stay with agriculture, I'm happy. That's right. <laughs> and I'm excited because the scallop now have a reason to pair them with truffles. I'm ready for some scallops for lunch. Yes. Wow. For sure. And now, Lisa, big question. Before the big, big question. I'm so nervous. <laughs> well, before the question, uh, describe this wine for us. Ooh. In your own words, in my not own words. in your father's world. Well, I don't, I, I don't know what that means. Young forever and as always. I'm, I'm not even sure what that means exactly. I have a hard time. My sister speaks. Um, what I, my father's name is Tony. Yeah. So I'm like my sister speaks Tony. I do not. <laughs> well, we want to speak Lisa. So, <laughs> so tell us what you think of this. Well, I think this wine. It dances across your tongue. It doesn't just yes. back to dance. <laughs> Well, I like my wines with acidity. I like yep. them to go with food. So I want them to dance. I don't want them to, because for me, it's not so much about flavor, it's about the way it feels. That's right. And I like when it just kind of hits all the points. Mm -hmm. It has to hit the front, the middle, and the back. That's and if right. it doesn't do that, I don't really like the wine. So the attack, the mid palate, and the long lasting finish. Correct. I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Very important. And that, this does that. Yeah. And. Um, and not many people do actually a extraordinary blend of Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot as such 50-50. I don't think many people do that. I know. It's very interesting. Yeah. I'm surprised more people don't. And the integration of both is, is really fantastic. And, and it's a is, young wine. Right. And this is one of the funnest wines when you actually do a vertical because it's the same blocks, the same exact wine. I see. So you, from vintage to vintage, you can really see the variation change, which is really fun if you're yeah. into that stuff. Of course. Of course, I'm really just into drinking it, so. And why not? It's what it's all about. Right, exactly. So, so Lisa, what is your dream? Besides like meeting dream. a Frenchman, of course, <laughs> getting married and having many children. Oh, yes. The I... Heidi dream story. I probably will end up with somebody, somebody European. Really? A lot of European boyfriends, yes. Mm. Different countries. Here we go. I know. <laughs> I say and know that because I've met some of them over time. <laughs> Lisa may know and may not know. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about that. <laughs> they pregnant. all had fabulous things to say. <laughs> but yeah, I just, ah, gosh, what is my dream? You know, I remember I was thinking about that and I get asked that question a lot. And there's just, there's so many things because is it really a dream? I just mm -hmm. want, I want my family to be happy. That's like number one. Well, fantastic. And I want, I want my winery to do well. I want 
and I want to be here. I want to be here for a long time. The winery, not me personally, mm -hmm. but <laughs> That's the winery great. to be yeah. here. Longevity. Yeah. And if whatever we have to do to make that happen, that's, I think, what we're going to have to do. You're on your way. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great a dream. dream. That's a great family dream. Yeah. And now, well, what message? Lisa, this is the big moment of the Ooh. night. You know, it's going to be time for dinner. Maybe we have a surprise together. Maybe Lisa and I were going to go and have scallops. Ooh. I assume without truffle at this time of the year in July. No. But <laughs> what is the big message you have for everybody out there? Because you're a great, phenomenal lady in the wine world with your sister, leading a wonderful winery and a great vision, great family legacy that you embody and you're going to keep building, making great wines and you know, building a great team with ladies. So what is your ultimate message to everyone in this world? You know, they're in Japan where you sell wine, they're in Canada where you promote your wine. What is the ultimate message? And it could be about <laughs> any topics you wish. Well, no, this is the marketer in me. Drink more Napa Valley wine. Absolutely. Well, why not? <laughs> well, I will drink to that. <laughs> well, thank you, Lisa, so much. Thank you. To Electric Blue. We oh, are yeah. dancing. The night is young. Come and see us, dear friends. Peju Winery. <laughs> You can order all those wines, of course, at Peju. And I'd like to say Walter has them at the Oakville Wine Merchant as well, because we love those wines and we have them part of the assortment of you the do. Wine Merchant. <laughs> Cheers. To passion. <laughs>